0: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here with my fellow nerd, Mike Ozipovich. Hey, what's up? And today we are going to cover the horrible news of Josh Gordon, which is no, should come no surprise to anybody.
1: Not shocking at all.
0: No, nope, not at all. Literally, before you'd be like, oh, Josh Gordon, what happened? Now it's just like, man, I saw that coming from a mile away.
1: Yeah, pretty pretty obvious.
0: Cover, uh, go over a little bit of the Senior Bowl. Just spend about 13 seconds on the East-West Shrine game, which was non-eventful whatsoever. No, not at all. And talk a little Super Bowl today. So, you know, Cool. This, this off-season. Last NFL game comes up this week, this Sunday, with the Super Bowl. Uh, who do you got winning, Mike?
1: Um... I'm going to go with the Patriots.
0: I, too, think the Patriots are going to pull it off, which means probably the Seahawks
1: will win. Probably just kind of rooting for the Patriots a little bit. Yeah, say, I think. I'm not rooting for the
0: know. Patriots at all. I don't like them at all.
1: I just want to see the greatness, the Tom Brady factor.
0: He is pretty great. I found all myself right. uh, today actually reading about Tom Brady. There was a, this really long article about the way he gets ready for the season, how he just prepares like physically and everything, and it's just it's just really impressive. And yeah, you know, as not being a Michigan fan at all or a Patriots fan at all, I've never been a fan of Tom Brady. But I've never, I, I, you know, he is great. He's we've talked about this before. He's just all time great.
1: Yeah, I think it'd just be kind of cool, like something. That, since I do don't have a rooting interest, you know, like thirty years from now, you got some kid be, saying like, "Oh man, Billy Williams is the best quarterback of all time." You'll be like, "Nah, nah, yeah. Nah, you never saw Tom Brady play." Yeah, yeah, uh, really- so.
0: He went to six Super Bowls, by this time maybe more, won four. He's the best. Sorry. Uh, So yeah, well, I guess we're talking about Super Bowl now, so it's pretty exciting to see uh, two good teams, one with a lot of fantasy talent on it. Well, actually, what's funny about it, there are two Super Bowl teams, and neither are loaded with fantasy talent. You know, like, dynasty-wise, like, Russell Wilson's somebody you want to own. Tom Brady you want to own, but he's at the end of his career. Right. And then, I mean, all the running backs in New England are kind of running back fours essentially i mean shane vereen's a free agent they're all free agents who knows what's gonna happen to them like eric blunt he's not something you can really rely on he's a touchdown more of a back uh besides and then besides gronkowski i mean uh, i mean well, i I have one of those guys on my list for next week's episode of the the buy low camps like brandon lafell but those no, no, nobody like overly besides gronk like oh i must have and start every week
1: right but they're all like nice players to have is fill-ins
0: yeah right I mean, both i mean you know LaFelle went over a thousand yards edelman's been very solid uh the last few years and then on seattle side you have marshawn lynch and russell wilson that's it yeah i mean that's it right i mean there's no even like bright spot going forward i mean there's paul tumbleweed richardson but
1: yeah too bad he you know he to, like, Torres ACL, I believe. Yeah, that's what happens yeah. when
0: you're that small. I mean, you get tossed around easily, yeah. hence being the tumbleweed.
1: Right. I was just, you know, I was kind of maybe thinking, like, on a, as the season went on and some openings came out, I was thinking maybe you would get a shot. And then Yeah, he, just never came. Right.
0: Blew away in the wind. Goodbye, Paul. Have a safe journey. Yep, see you. He'll be back next year. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what they do in free agency. i like to see, I'd, I'd really be interested if, like, Randall Cobb ends up there, you know, being everything that Percy Harvin was supposed to be for the Seahawks, You're right, and they they get that in Cobb, but last NFL game of the year, it's a sad moment, but you know, as Dynasty players, there is no offseason, and obviously, we're going to hear be here all year long to talk rookies uh, going forward, that's where we're going to get into Senior Bowl a little bit here, and then dive into next week, I know we're going to get into our some buy low candidates you know, th- for their ADP, and some guys we think you could buy low, so t- stay tuned for next week, and in the meantime, in an offseason, make sure you get on the site, DynastyNerds.com Get on the forum. You know, we have a really good community on there that helps everybody out and answers each other's questions, and I know I'm on there a lot, too. Uh, so, yeah, it's sad to see the football season going, but it's, I'm really excited now to really dive into these rookies. You right. Know, the Senior this is, Bowl is, like, the first taste right. of me getting to know some of these guys. Like, it's easy to know, you know, the Amir Abdullah's and Todd Gurley's, but, you know, digging into, the, you know Minnesota with David Cobb and guys like that. So, Senior Bowl came. It went. And you know the MVP would be the first guy we talk about here. Amir Abdullah looks good, right?
1: Yeah, he, he's. I think he was the game MVP, right?
0: He was the MVP. Yeah. He, he led the game in rushing for the North. He had a seventy-three yards rushing.
1: Yeah, also and, forty receiving yards.
0: Yeah, he had four catches that way. He Had a game high for one hundred and thirteen yards and was named MVP.
1: Right, which is, which is good for like a an All Star game. Yeah, you know what I mean. So and. And we kind of just knew, like, Amir Abdul was probably the biggest star, you know, of the, In the game, game, right? Yeah, so. I mean,
0: him, Sammy Coates are probably like, the biggest names right. out there. And they both played well. But, you know, yeah, Abdul definitely came away as the most electric player. And Abdul is one of those guys, you know, he's 5'8", 198 pounds, really explosive. Uh, it's going to be, what do you think, he's like a second-round pick?
1: Probably be a second. Right. As of right now, it's what, what seems to be the rejecting projection a second round pick and then for fantasy purposes he's definitely gonna be a first round pick i yeah. would think you well, know I, I would say right so too. i mean at least he would be on my board right now if we had you know i don't have the rankings done yet but then i'm not even close yeah me neither but i i'm just vaguely looking you know looking at the guys that are available um you know i could probably put together a pretty solid two-round mock if I wanted to. Yeah, it
0: needed to be. Abdul um, would
1: probably slide right there, like, mid. He'll probably be a top three to four running back, just depending on how your personal preference will probably be right around there with Duke and Johnson and Jay Ajayi yeah. and just... David Cobb. Yeah, he's yeah, on a different tier, not... man. Yeah, uh, I guess it like is. Cobb's like the down part. there with, like, Jeremy Langford and, uh, you know, Mike, Mike Davis, so that they'll be, like, in that, a different... Tier, I feel like. Yeah. You and know? TJ
0: Yeldon, too. Right. So, Those guys, like, I'm a big fan of.
1: Right. So late first, second round, depending on your preference. You know, your preference. It was funny, so.
0: too. I saw this today. Uh, you know, some of these guys, too. I know they're not in the senior bowl, but what, like the top name guys, like Amari Cooper and right. Todd Gurley, not only are they some of the top name players out there, they're actually some of the they're going to they're gonna be the youngest players entering the draft. Todd Gurley and Amari Cooper are both the youngest guys at their position entering the draft. Yeah, so you get really good youth, and you get good talent. And I know here's a little teaser right now because Amari Cooper has been the number one, but I I, th- I think when it's all said and done, I can already see myself leaning where where I'm just not like, diving into because I'm trying to get I'm going to the running backs and wide receivers first, and just from what I'm seeing right now. I really like Devontae Parker. I really like Kevin White. I really do. Right. That
1: that's kind of to me. That's getting cute with it. But that uh, that's cool. I I like Devontae Parker, and I liked him from day one. It you know and I like it, him more
0: than I like Kevin White right
1: now. Right. Me too. And I'll I will definitely. St- I I feel like that's one I'm sticking to my guns on. I'm a Devonte Parker guy. But you like um, Cooper more than Parker. right. I mean yes. See,
0: it's just. Cl- I, uh, to again, me it's, it's clear cut it's kind of
1: right it's early this, to me though it's like one of those things like unless there's some kind of crazy injury some kind of crazy Mari cooper robs stores on the weekends and we don't know about it i, I just he's clear and cut it, well, and to Also, me you know landing
0: spots or everything i mean it's all f-
1: true very true and again when we true. do our
0: rookie rankings it's always before the draft we're like we'll have a lot of stuff out here before the draft as well but that's just kind of to get the names out there and where they stand before the draft. Obviously, everything changes after the draft because landing spot is a huge, huge thing.
1: Oh, it's it's the biggest. I mean, I'll, I'll just never forget. Like, remember, it was, well, it was two years ago, and I think I've brought this up several times, but it's a good example. Um, when it, Jonathan Franklin running back from UCLA, uh, he's now subsequently retired, but he would have been before the draft, he would have been very high on a lot of our lists as a sneak Love candidate. Yeah, right. Like a guy like, hey, he went a little bit, he's going to go a little bit later, but he's going to guy you, you want to target in your, in your draft, like maybe second round or whatever the case may be. Yeah. And he got drafted by the Packers the same year Eddie Lacy did. Boom. You're, you're, it, see ya. Is, yeah. That sucks.
0: And that, and that actually worked out because some people like said, at, I remember at the time, people were like, hey, I actually like, Frank, I wouldn't be surprised if Franklin beat out Lacey.
1: Well, yeah, because you can kind of, you know, when you, in your head, you play out those storylines, how you see the headlines and, you know, the headline of ESPN, you know, like, I don't know, like Lacey being a bust and Franklin being the star, you know, yeah. kind of like Trent Richardson's a bust kind of, you know what I mean? I, I, I play out those type of headlines. So I thought about that, but it's kind of, you're getting cute. You know what I no, mean? Absolutely. Like overthinking something. And I kind of think that's the same way. Amari Cooper to me is clear-cut the number one guy. Well, oh,
0: he's number one wide, on my board right now. Right. I just said I could see myself
1: at wide receiver. You're not, are you talking overall? Wide receiver. Yeah, oh, right. No, okay.
0: Number one, I'll say it right now. Number one overall. Still, besides his I still have Todd Gurley number one. Over. Right. I I th- that's just my opinion right now. I gotta dig deeper into this. It's always hard to go. I'm always I always favor the wide receivers over the running backs, but at the same time, I mean. Barring that ACL injury, I mean Todd Gurley would have entered this draft no, like hands down the number one pick. I mean he's hands a special down. talent.
1: Hands down. He I mean really I remember good. watching him last. Well, not this past year, the year before before he got hurt. At the, yeah, at the beginning of the season, I don't forget what game it was. This is one of those things like, oh geez, this dude's awesome. Oh, he was so good, you know. And then as subsequently as the season went on, well then he got hurt, and then this past year. It, but you just wonder, though, are the injuries going to I don't know. He's young and I mean, the guys get past and that you're going
0: to make. Like, how do I take like if I love Amari Cooper and Devontae you know, Parker and I like those guys a lot and I think they're going to be really good for like eight years. Do you take that guy over a running back that you could think be one of the top running backs in the NFL that's already coming off an ACL injury?
1: I, I mean, to me, if you need I, a
0: running back, you do. Right. And who doesn't need a running Everyone back? Everyone
1: needs a running <laughs> Everybody back.
0: Everybody needs a running back. But I'll back. tell you
1: what, uh, and it's it's early to talk about, you know, where where guys are going to land and what the case would be. But there's a lot of running backs. A lot. And if you needed something, you know, I've kind of toyed around with some different strategies. It's, there's only, to me one or two quarterbacks for example in this draft that would be worth it and the only one that i think will be really good i think it's gonna be Jameis winston i'm right on with you quarterbacks don't come around very often and it's like well if you need a qb or if it's something that might be a weakness there's a ton of running backs i mean you could play the strategy game like Maybe I'll take the best QB, and I can all running backs. Just there's so many of them, see,
0: and there's so many. I think it's an easier position to trade for in Dynasty, and also I think I'll like the next year's quarterback class, anyways. You know, if Hackenberg comes out and then Cardale Jones, I think, I think next year, I think quarterback. I
1: love Hackenberg. You know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm looking for, if I'm just kind of projecting forward a little bit, I kind of like. I think Cardale Jones could be something. I you still need to see what he's going to do. Granted, this year. if you
0: don't know, I am Ohio State. Uh, that's my. uh, that's my school. Uh, that's where I lived for five and a half years, and I am a—I bleed scarlet and gray. That being said, when I, and this—I don't know if it's me being home or not—but I, lo- I watched all his games as well. The, the few samples that I had, I think if Cardale Jones comes back next year and he plays the whole year and wins another another national championship, or even they go far and make the playoff, I think Cardell Jones would be the number one overall pick in the NFL draft in the 2016 draft. I mean, he's got. Well, it's, it's He's got all the ability.
1: It's possible. So it's possible, but six five. When you're like six, that five. guy, that's because I've seen it for years and years, and it's happened so many times. When you're the guy that seems to be like the clear cut, oh, this is so and so sweepstakes. Something always happens if yeah. you get knocked down to you're Andrew Luck, but, right?
0: Which is once in a life. That's know? true, and that's true too. Because so, I mean, that all changes obviously if J.T. Barrett comes in and wins the starting job, then right, yeah, you you're just, not going to be the number one overall pick, right? But Again, the whole point about the quarterback situation is I kind of wait because with you, there for even for me, there's really only one quarterback I'd even want to draft in this dynasty draft right. this year, and that is Jameis Winston because I'm right. not really sold on Marcus Mariota being I, a good NFL quarterback. Right. I, he's not a really a pocket passer.
1: I know, and, and like that, his style of play, it, it just seems like, hey, that that style came and went, and it seems like Russell Wilson's the only one Survived. That survived.
0: Yeah, we haven't seen anybody really come in and really pull that off. I mean, even RG three, who was this athletic freak, world class sprinter, really good arm, he couldn't even come in and really translate that run and go. I mean, because you got to put
1: an asterisk by him, in my opinion. I think Washington really screwed him up by playing him too early. It did hurt him off those off those injuries. But
0: even like like Colin Kaepernick's the one guy who always who always bag on. So if he comes back this year, then you know whatever. I don't think he's ever gonna be fantasy relevant but all those no i
1: don't think so either
0: haven't really come in if you you even if you can move you still have to throw from the pocket regardless if you can move that's a bonus like russell wilson moves smartly he gets out of the pocket and runs he's really smart right you know and like you said russell wilson everybody's looking for now that russell wilson and it's just not there and marcus Mariota comes off as a really smart guy big kid right but not a really strong arm and again he he, he didn't look really good in the pocket this year. And so for me, it all depends. Now, obviously, it's all about value and taking best player available. It all depends where Mariota is there. But, like, he'd be somebody I'd be willing to take a risk on probably third round of a rookie draft. As of right now, just because it's so deep everywhere else.
1: Right. Do you Would you say James, Winston, James Winston's a first-round dynasty player?
0: Again, I'm bullish on quarterbacks. Yeah. I, I, I normally am, too. a lot too. of red flags
1: a lot of red flags so
0: for me again red flags quarterback those are things that kind of worry me i would say he's worth a first round pick i just know myself i wouldn't take him in the first round that's just me there's very few but going back to my entire history of playing dynasty fantasy football I don't ever take quarterbacks in the first round. I mean, it's got to right. be like a really, like, I'd rather just, I'd rather just sit back and tra- draft like really good positional players right? and then trade for a quarterback. Cause right. it's just one of those players guys you can always trade for if need be. Cause somebody's always in your league well, and end up having two good quarterbacks.
1: You can always trade for s- somebody if the price is right, but then you're taking yourself out of a draft. You're going to be paying a lot. I, I remember in our league when, uh, you know, well, in the Dynasty Nerds League, I've RG three and Joe Flacco, and RG three was like, all right, he he was, done. he like dislocated his knee or his ankle or something yeah. like that, and I was shopping everybody for QBs, and everyone was trying to, I mean, the, the, the price, ah, oh, the yeah. price tag was ridiculous, dude. You wanted a first rounder for Andy Dalton. I'm like, dude, I can't do that.
0: Dude, that's right after he finishes a number six overall. He's like number five, six I mean, overall fantasy player.
1: So it's like, nah, you know? So I rolled a flack on that okay. got me by, but just, I don't know, just a strategy thing with, with uh, the, the running backs be
0: Andy Dalton. <laughs> with, uh,
1: oh. with the running backs being so deep. I'm just wondering if you could, if you did take Winston in the first, if you're getting more, uh, I, get I, I get what you're saying. You know what I'm saying? That. Because yeah. I don't know how many guys like Winston are going to come along. I mean, granted, he's got the red flags, but, man, you take those off the field things. So on the field, that guy is just second to none. And, and
0: if, if he goes number one overall to Tampa Bay, and he's got Austin Saffir and Jenkins and Mike Evans, that's a huge bonus, too. That's
1: huge.
0: So I, I definitely, and that's If you need a quarterback, I would, and maybe, and I probably, you know, my mind could definitely change as this comes along. And I got to see who, basically I got to see who would I rather take above that franchise QB. Because I think, I do think Jameis Winston has all the skills to be that guy. Right. And I think he will be successful in the NFL as long as he can keep his head on straight. But again, he's the only one I'd I'd be willing to trade for. And again, if he goes to, like, so if he goes to the Jets, I'm like, ugh, I don't want anything to do with him.
1: Very true. But in the back of my mind. Okay,
0: you know, still in Florida. Right. Which might also be, that now it's like like a double negative because it's like, all right, he's in. Or more of a catch point, ah, whatever the phrase. I got you. Yeah, him being in Florida in his hometown could also be a bad thing because there could be some bad influences there at the same time. But
1: I think Winston's from like Alabama, if I'm not mistaken. But it's close enough. But play Florida. Go to
0: Florida for the crab legs.
1: Yeah, I think so. I don't. I don't. I don't quote me on that. But I don't know that he. I don't think he's from Florida. But anyways.
0: So yeah, I mean, but if you're you're right though, if he does
1: go to the Jets, for example. Yes. The the errors let out of the balloon a little bit. It
0: does hurt a little bit. But we'll see. I mean again, we'll, we'll I mean, things change quickly. You know, most good quarterbacks go to bad teams and any event those quarterbacks are the people that make those teams good teams.
1: Make or yeah. break them. Yeah. Keep them down da- keep them down there.
0: I mean, usually team if you're drafting high in the draft, you know, the Giants, Pittsburgh and San Diego and you know the Phillip Rivers right. man, you know all those guys were on bad teams at the time, and they all went to Super Bowls. Well, besides Philip Rivers,
1: but he's good enough to go to a Super Bowl. It just hasn't happened. Correct. Yeah, so, I don't. Um, I guess like and just and just maybe to put a bow on the the quarterbacks. But yeah, I think there's only two worth anything. that I think could be fantasy relevant, yeah. and that's Mariota and Winston. And this, to me, uh, Winston's a first rounder, and how Mariota, like you're saying, you know, late second, probably okay, here, third, if, early. Okay, here,
0: if, though, what if somehow, like all these, you know, these rumors are going to circulate all the way up to the draft, that the Eagles do trade up for Mariota, and now all of a sudden he's in the same system that he was running successful. in college, successful, well, yeah, with a coach that recruited him and said he's the best college athlete ever coached, does that change Mariota's opinion, going that super fast offense, which he runs really well?
1: Oh, well, it definitely does.
0: Jordan Matthews on the outside. Right, it'd be
1: amazing. Yeah. So then, now, so it has the potential to be amazing, and it goes back to writing those per, those headlines in your head, like, yeah. "Oh God, I could see this just being awesome." You know what I mean? Mariota's going to win the Super Bowl. Right, and then that would also come back full circle on one of my first opinions on this whole show that Nick Bowles is overrated, <laughs> and I got bashed to all hell for that one. But um, yeah, yeah, it does. It does depend on where people go.
0: None of those guys played in the Senior Bowl, though.
1: Right. okay that's cool
0: so back to Amir Abdullah oh well wait wait hold on (laughs) I wanted to make one last point though what I I would say
1: like I don't think I think in general though you should probably take a QB at some point in almost every draft maybe not but just be just because some, right it's worth a gamble because if you do hit on a QB man that's huge it's worth taking one I don't think there's any impact players outside of those two but you guys cut, you never know, you so never it's know. it's worth it if there seems to be a situation where a guy has a chance to start like kind of maybe if you analyze it like uh showing? Zach Mettenberger, how he got to play, for example, if you looked at it and were like, well, there's a good chance that this guy might get to get on be able to get on the field, yeah. it's worth taking him it might it might not pan out, but it's better than taking you know some. Wide receiver, you know, has no chance. Yeah.
0: No, and absolutely. And then if you have the, the it's rookie, like playing the odds. The taxi squad. I mean, we could sit on him for a couple of years. Yeah. It's absolutely worth the gamble. Right. As long as he has a chance to play, because you never know who's going to be good and who's not going to be good. So, no, I agree with you there. I mean, that's why we'll do our due diligence for all the listeners out there. And try and- to,
1: n- one, after the draft, and try to nail maybe the one guy that has the best. The odds on, yeah. The odds that he could be a steal. You know
0: what I mean? This time last year, we weren't talking about John Brown from Pittsburgh State in Kansas.
1: No, you know? absolutely but after not.
0: But after watching the combine and after the draft, I mean, he was somebody that I was infatuated with.
1: So right. there's always the combine guys. So yeah, that...
0: and there's so there's gonna be guys that we don't we don't even we're not even gonna be studying right now that we'll be talking about come draft day. So I mean, a lot. Yeah, and then that, and that's why I don't like to like try and like I don't want to see here now and talk tons of rookies for up here all the way up until the draft because I like to get into that more in like March like I don't really want to spend February really dwelling on a lot of rookies just because it's from March on is where your opinion really starts to change and come into fruition I mean we'll dig into them
1: yeah I think it I don't think it's a bad idea maybe to nail down like or talk about some of the obvious first round type guys we'll you know do. yeah you know what I mean and and it, it's always nice but to I mean, revisit like, your list. Wasn't,
0: like, late, like, very early in the process last year, like, Lake Seastrunk was considered, like, uh, yeah, a good player to come out in this draft.
1: Right, and he was a six-year-old guy, and yeah. then he didn't even make the team.
0: So Right, and that'll happen. And then Isaiah Corral was, you know, one of the top five picks in rookie drafts come, like, February, and he was going to be this X amount in the NFL draft. You know, he had red flags, and he goes undrafted. And, right. I mean, he was still... A draft pick but yeah so a lot of changes but yeah well obviously we'll talk about the the obvious guys but even the obvious guys changes you know like Todd Melvin Gordon right Ari Cooper Devontae Parker Kevin White Todd Gurley Amir Abdullah
1: Duke Johnson
0: you know these are guys are gonna go high James right. Winston they're gonna be first round picks pretty much no matter where they land so but yeah. there's gonna be that guy that you know
1: Jay Ajayi yeah. Just mark that. Keep that in your head, people. Boise State.
0: J.J. He's yeah. One of your fan. You're yeah, a big I fan like him. him. Yeah,
1: I do. Okay. The little bit I've seen of him, I was impressed.
0: You're big on him. The one guy right. who I'm, if we're going to talk about guys that we're big on now, and we'll see if it changes from later, guy I've always been big on, kind of underwhelmed his college career is just TJ Yeldon.
1: Yeah, so I would say to... underwhelmed. Underwhelmed. Right. Because I kind of expected more. I'm. I would take him based on name value at a certain point mm-hmm. but like some if you would ask me like a year ago i would have been way high, more you know would, would have been higher on him i just think he underwhelmed and i don't know if it's just the fact that alabama had two good running backs or you know what the case may be
0: who knows but he's somebody that from early on he was always somebody from his freshman year right right away his early years and here it goes here's here's something that's gonna sound ridiculous when I first saw him run, I'm like, man, this kid could be like Adrian Peterson. Like he had that kind of frame, you know, he's like skinny. Because, you know, Adrian Peterson when he first start when he first came into Oklahoma, he was this big, tall, skinny kid. Yeah. And I saw him run as a friend. I'm like, that kid is gonna be unbelievable. Right. He was right. I saw TJ Yeldon and I had that kind of same feeling. I was like, man, this kid's gonna be really, really good. And yet he never he never turned into Adrian Peterson. Right. But I love I can't wait to see him in a pro style offense and see what he does. He's somebody I'm sneakily, you know, big on Some of you will be able to get later in your draft, like maybe probably late first round. It all depends where it goes as well. But something that I've been kind of big on for a long time. And I've kind of let that, like, stick with me and kind of, I've been kind of, like, biased, you know? Yeah, that's I cool. saw him as a, a freshman year, first five games freshman year. I'm like, man, this kid's going to be a stud. Right. And I've stuck with that the whole time. Through. Yeah, that's
1: cool. It's not a bad, I mean, he's definitely a top-ten running back, so.
0: Yeah, so, um... Speaking of running backs, you know we talked about Amir Abdullah. Right, top five pick.
1: running back, stud, great agility,
0: I mean, catch great balance,
1: the, can catch out of the backfield, acceleration, he's dual threat.
0: Yeah, real good PPR back. This guy could be right. You know? We'll see where he lands, but he I think suddenly. he's
1: awesome. I love Amir Abdullah. I
0: remember early in the year, you know, I remember some writers were down at Abdullah. But like yeah. I don't know how it'd be good. As a pro, and I remember you came I, out I'm like, what are these people watching? I, he's it, one of my top running backs in college football.
1: If you just bring up his statistics, I just, I don't have him right in front of me, but the guy, his statistics over his last two years, they're absolutely phenomenal. He's had so many 100-yard ga- well, games, well, 200-yard games, so many games over 100 yards. It's just absolutely ridiculous. He, he's amazing. I, I don't know. I think people are, I don't understand why people are down on him. Or maybe not necessarily down him, not as high on him as I think they should Probably be.
0: Probably just because he's you know five eight, you know he's a, he's a smaller guy. But again, five ten, that's average running back size right there. You know that's yeah. What, you don't see really big successful running backs. So again, I like I like Abdullah too. I mean he, a lot of those running backs we won't know, but Abdullah could easily, kind of like when LeSean McCoy came out. You know LeSean McCoy wasn't the number one running back taken. And that's where, like, Abdullah kind of fits in there, kind of in that kind of, like, mold right around right, there. Right, yeah. It's like LeSean McCoy, when he was coming out of Pitt, was, he was, like, the fourth running back on a lot of people's boards coming right. out that year. And Abdullah might go right around there, too, with, like, yeah, he fourth might be the fourth running back. Right. And
1: I'd take him over Tevin Coleman, though. I would almost take Amir Abdullah over Mel, uh, Melvin Gordon. I don't know. I like Amir Abdullah. I don't know.
0: And I could see it. I could see it. I could see that. I could see that flying, like, if you did that it make the case and you could end up being right just because there's a lot of Melvin Gordon's a phenomenal running back phenomenal, but there's, a, there is like, so we get into that more red flags on Melvin Gordon, you know, like he, he really, what I've seen now from I've been like on my early studies is like, he needs that open space. Like, yeah. He need, like he's, he, he has good balance, agility, let, you know lateral movement everything he catches the ball well he's really 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 good and i i like melvin gordon a lot right
1: I, yeah i'm not trying to downplay because i like melvin gordon too he's And he to got to be in the right system are, right i mean just like all these guys i guess it is too early to speculate
0: yeah, todd Gurley, i feel like he'd play anywhere
1: yeah you're probably right
0: so but yeah, yeah i mean but a lot of the, i mean it's all those you know Mir abdullah and melvin gordon like you don't expect those guys to run between the lines but the same thing with Jamal Charles coming out of Texas. Like, you don't expect Jamal Charles to run through the line, and he's one of the top in between the numbers at first, and he's one of the top fantasy backs in the last five years. Right. So, yeah, Mir Abdullah, Mike, you love him. I like him. Right. Can't wait to see how we really, like, see how he's going to pan out over here during the process. Uh, and another guy uh, that had a good game there, David Johnson in the North uh, in the Senior Bowl. Uh, from Northern Iowa, and he's you know he's a big boy, six foot three quarters, you know, has real good size, real good run great hands on the backfield, and you know he showed real good vision. He had a 19 yard touchdown run, and looked really good. He had a really nice run in the Senior Bowl.
1: Right, he was one of the guys that stood out uh, at the running back position. Him and uh, David Cobb, as well as uh, as well as Artist Payne from Auburn, so. Um, they basically are, are showing. There, there's so many running backs, and along with like someone that Mel Kiper said, along with like someone like Duke Johnson, for example, guys that have second round talent, you could maybe get them in the fourth or fifth round. Mm-hmm. So, and I think those those three guys right there, um, are examples of that. Yeah. So,
0: so the guys you want to get, David Johnson had a nice touchdown run. He looked pretty good out of Northern Iowa. Yeah, big right. He's a big guy. Um with, with sixteen
1: hundred and twenty-five yards rushing this year and seventeen touchdowns. There's nothing to sneeze at. You don't, but you're not people aren't really familiar with Northern Iowa, you yeah. know. So just someone to keep your eye on. Um he's probably gonna slip under the radar unless he's overdrafted by an NFL team. But if he's one of those guys that are one of the talent casualties that slip to the fourth or fifth round, someone to keep your eye on. Um
0: Yeah. I mean he's on the top of the list of the senior bowl. Like you said, uh, Cameron artis Payne, running back Auburn, almost you know.
1: almost identical statistics. Um, is David Johnson sixteen hundred and fifty one yards rushing and thirteen touchdowns.
0: Good balance, good lateral agility. Right, I am.
1: another standout running back. And so. then David
0: Cobb out of Minnesota, and
1: right. And they're all in there, and those three guys are all in that tier with T.J. Yeldon from Alabama, Mike Davis from South Carolina, and Jeremy Langford from Michigan state who those three are probably more popular names that our listeners are probably more apt to maybe may familiar with. So in that uh, maybe like third tier, you know what I mean? Like after like the Gordon Scurlies and Abdullah's and then you have that middle tier of, you know, some uh, Jai and Duke Johnson. And so, and maybe they're low end second tier guys. So,
0: okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Right. Uh, so,
1: want to talk about some wide receivers? Talk about some wide
0: receivers, real quick, in here, right? Um, obviously the number one receiver there on most boards is Sammy Coates out of Auburn, right? And he's being projected as he's a first round, first round pick, right? Late yeah. first round pick, right? And he is six one and three quarters. Mm-hmm. He two hundred thirteen pounds, real muscular yeah. guy. Uh. And it, the big thing on him, too, which a lot of scouts love right now, is he has really long arms, 33 and a half inches. Some of those are like bigger than some offensive linemen.
1: So, yeah, I think like his, uh, his, the, I think those are, you know, his attributes are what's standing out. Um, under a thousand yards receiving at Auburn, but he, he's been on the radar for a while. For a while. Yeah. So, um,
0: Big knock on him right now is his route. I mean, everywhere, if you read any knock on his ability, it's his route running ability. Yeah. And which is obviously, you know, and that's a huge thing. Just ask Cordell Patterson about that. If you can't run routes, you can't succeed in the NFL unless you're just literally running go routes. And But, I mean, his strong suit, you know, and also he 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 did have some drops at Auburn as well. But his strong suit is he's really fast, so he can run those go routes. And he's also he's strong enough where he could be a good red zone threat as well
1: right So yeah, i mean i like him i think he's going to be a borderline first round pick late second or early second round pick in your dynasty draft as of right now you know yeah, i'm, I'm th- just trying to give like a value so you can maybe have an idea
0: yeah i think he's pretty much i think he's pretty much locked in as a first round pick right, okay i mean just i mean again everything changes of right. changes everything right uh and, and people are concerned about his route run ability then yeah, that's a concern. Yeah, so Sammy Coates is probably the best. Well, not probably. He was the best receiver at the Senior Bowl, is the best way to put it. You know, obviously, Kevin White's a better senior, but yes. Coates is the best player at the Senior Bowl.
1: Exactly. Coates is, uh, yeah, he's going to be a top five wide receiver.
0: I really think I, for in Coates, he, I put him almost in that like Kelvin Benjamin kind of like category. Like he's going to be boom or bust.
1: I can totally see that.
0: So. All right. Uh, what receivers there? Now, I'll get, again, somebody I don't really know a lot about, and I know you've had a lot to say about him because he's from your all-time, you wear the, the shirts here every single week, Philip Dorsett.
1: Right. I was kind of just taken aback. I just want to get this out there because it was mind-blowing I to me. I know you do. It's mind-blowing to me. He's fast as all can be. Like, he'll probably run the fastest 40 in the, in the combine. Like
0: Travis Benjamin.
1: dude exactly it blows my mind that when i when i see things that like philip dorsett's gonna be like a top you know it's gonna be like a third round pick and someone like and i I hate i always bring him up but someone like alan hearns is undrafted free agent it's just mind blowing me just because he's fast i i like i i like philip dorsett like he's cool he's like i enjoyed him and i rooted for him But, like, someone that's so fast and he can't really run routes well because he runs so fast he's out of control. Uh Uh-huh. He reminds me of a a way, if he does get drafted this high, is exactly how I would have felt when the Browns drafted Travis Benjamin. I'm like, how, why would you draft him so high?
0: He's actually turned out to be okay
1: somebody's but he's not fantasy relevant. Yeah, not I think, yeah, I mean, I think Phil Dorsett could be all right, but I, I would just say buyer beware if you get caught up by these people hyping him up because he was one of the standouts at, at the Senior Bowl in the practices. I My Twitter was just ex- maybe it's based off of what I follow on Twitter, but it seemed like it was from national media that were really they like all them. over him. And I think it's just they fall in love with the speed. I would just say buyer beware.
0: Yeah, and that's and that's from the guru's mouth, people. I mean, there's nobody that knows Hurricane football better than Mike Jozibovich. I'll tell you that right now. There's literally nobody on the planet that will know it better unless you actually play for the Hurricanes. And I'd even say some of those guys, too. But, I, I just,
1: uh, yeah, he didn't didn't really, I don't know, he didn't really put up any, any stats during the season. I mean, he had a couple of good games, you know, like he had one game over like 200 yards. It was fabulous, whatever. But they're all just like deep bombs. To me, the best receiver on the Hurricanes is tight end Clive Walford. I know they only had one catch in that game, but to me, I think he's going to be a difference maker in in fantasy and the pros. You've I think said that to me many yeah. times,
0: and he's he was definitely the clear. You know, from everything I'm I'm hearing about him, is he he improved his draft stock from the Senior Bowl. And like you say, a one catch, but you know, because of his blocking ability and his his athleticism as well. Uh, so Clive, you know, Walford, he's. Right now, Walford.
1: Walford. There you go. Sorry about that.
0: That's all right. He's up there. If you need a tight end, like, he's up there in that kind of category, you know, with, like, you know, Max Williams right now for Minnesota's, I think, the clear-cut number one tight end in this class. But. Yes.
1: That's what. Yes.
0: I know most of, you know, Walford, I'm, you know, I'm more familiar with him just through you. Right. As being a hurricane guru saying, hey, this guy's going to be good. And remember, guys, I mean. Those hurricane tight ends. There's been more good hurricane tight ends than any other school in history of college. I know. Football. I feel
1: like the the reason I can say that, with I, I've I've thought about many times going out on a bold statement and you know really putting my reputation on the line for Clive Walford because I've seen a lot of good tight ends over the years and he's every bit as he's different than all the other ones, but he's every bit as good as as them. I'm not going to say like he's he's not going to be Jimmy Graham. They're completely opposite yeah. and you know whatever. I think he's definitely going to be.
0: Is there one? Is there one former hurricane out there that you can kind of compare him to? And he
1: kind of reminds me of like, I don't know, like if Heath Miller kind of. Heath Miller. Just reliable, not won't have like the crazy speed, won't have. uh eh, yeah, I hear from from the peanut gallery, Bubba Frank's, but nah. I, I, Bubba Frank's caught every single ball. He had glue implanted in his hands. But, I mean, I guess, like, yeah, that is a decent comparison because Clive Walford clutches can be, but he had some drops, you know, here and there. But
0: So, like, a low-end fan... Like, his his ceiling to you, then, like, for Heath Miller would be right around, like, a tight end, like, eight, nine, like, for a ceiling-wise?
1: Right, exactly, yes. So... I it, think he's definitely could... His ceiling, yes, would be, like, top eight.
0: Yeah, which... Again, startable. there's twelve. There's twelve,
1: there's 12, stars, 12 starters, right? I so. really, but he he's starting to like he's starting to break out, and everyone's starting to know about him. So like earlier in the season, I definitely thought he was going to be a sneak guy.
0: Okay, right. but
1: I think that's kind of gone away. He's a top three tight end, maybe four, just depending on preference, okay. because him and Nick O'Leary are pretty similar okay. in terms of where they rank. So
0: all right, uh, a couple other guys that had you know good games there. We'll kind of get into this before we get into Josh Gordon. Guys you want to watch out for, you know, Tyler Lockett, Kansas State Wildcats, uh, 5'11", 175, uh, showed well at the senior bowl. And
1: he's been around for a while. You know, he's been making plays, I think, since his freshman year. So he's he's someone to keep your eye on.
0: Legit, you know, small guy. Right. But, you know, those slot receivers, they help out everybody there.
1: So Right. You know, and, and he'll probably be in the top four rounds in the NFL draft. Okay. From what it seems like. So
0: well, that works out well for him. Uh Rennell Hall from right. um, Central Florida. Six one, two hundred, bigger receiver. Uh
1: I had so, him on my fantasy uh college fantasy dynasty league. Did well? Uh he was all right. He was playable um at, at times. He wasn't their best receiver. He would be somebody more along the lines of hey, fifth round. How was it this
0: year without Blake Bortles?
1: Well, uh, he had he had like five hundred yards receiving, like somewhere right around right around there. Um nothing mind boggling, huh? Nah, but he was he was their second he was their second go to wide receiver. So,
0: so let's go through the list here then. Senior bowl guys, you guys want and then obviously there's Bryce Petty and Garrison.
1: Yeah, Garrett Grayson. Those right. are probably the only like outside of Mariota and uh Winston, those are the only other two guys that I mean, granted, it's all based on where you go, exactly. but the only, the only Those other, like, other names big, We were talking about earlier they, in the
0: episode, like, hey.
1: They could be something. They'll yeah. probably get drafted relatively high.
0: So, so we have Amir Abdullah, running back, Nebraska. Cameron Artis Payne, running back, Auburn. David Johnson, running back, Northern Iowa. Rennell Hall, wide receiver, Central Florida. Sammy Coates, wide receiver, Auburn. David Cobb, running back, Minnesota. Tyler Lockett, wide receiver. Clive Walford, tight end, Miami. Philip Dorsett. Wide receiver, Miami. Uh, those are the, probably like the Senior Bowl guys that are going to be on your dynasty teams coming the future, right? Yeah, that's our Senior Bowl coverage. Yeah. See ya. So I want to end the show. Let's talk a little bit. I'm sure some people are out there like, "What can I do? What do I do?" Josh Gordon, he's done it again.
1: He's facing
0: a one year banishment for alcohol, which yeah. is really because you know when I first when it first came around to wire. I was actually at a Cavs game, and I was like, and I saw it. You know, my phone vibrated, you know, for the alerts, and you know, Josh Gordon suspended. I'm like, oh my! I I literally thought I was like, this is unbelievable. He, like, I thought it was going to come again, but I couldn't even imagine how soon it would be. Like, you know, that soon, like before the Super Bowl, he's already suspended again. Does Does Josh Gordon, in your opinion, ever play in the NFL ever again?
1: Uh, I'll say yeah, but like, not a lot. Like maybe (laughs) like a game or two or something. You know what I mean? I'm back
0: and I'm gone again. So I mean, I don't know. Maybe someone will be able to peel it because I know there's rumors out there saying he was confused about the alcohol thing. Either way, that stuff they they explain that to you really clearly. He is just that stupid. People, I tweeted out there. I was like, if you look up "stupid" in the dictionary. There's gonna be a big smile in Josh Gordon looking right back at you because that guy is stupid. I mean, you talking about all the talent in the world, and you just can't stay away from mild substances like marijuana and alcohol to make thirty million dollars. Because I was laughing at the Cavs game. I was telling I was at the Cavs game. I was telling my buddy I was with. I was like, I don't know. Like besides, like somebody like that I, I really care about and, like, love, like, family members or something, like, like I don't, and like, like doing something that, like, hurt them or hurt somebody's feeling, there's nothing I wouldn't give up for $30 million. Nothing. I, I gave a good example. I was like, you know, I was like, probably my number one passion uh, in life and something I really love is the Cleveland Browns. Like, it's just, I love football. You know, I love fantasy football. So Dynasty Fantasy Football and the Cleveland, let's say, so let's put it all in a group. So if you don't watch football, you can't watch, you can't play fantasy football. Mm-hmm. I was like, you could offer, if you told me I can't, you know, you give me $30 million and I can't watch, I can't even, I can't even know what's going on in the football world for 10 years.
1: See ya. That,
0: that would really, that, that's devastating in my eyes. It's like, that's, that'd be a huge, I don't know, I'd have so much free time on my hand. I don't know what to do myself. But yeah, see ya. <laughs> see ya. See ya.
1: One thing twice. See,
0: and, that, and that's not even, honestly, if you said ever again, I'd say see ya.
1: Right. You'd have to come up with something new to like.
0: <laughs> Cricket. Right.
1: <laughs> or if, like you know, soccer but you, Dynasty soccer, I baseball
0: and football. You know, I like basketball too. said could be me, it wouldn't be the same. But yeah, I mean, and we're only talking like football. We're talking eight years here for him to get that money. Like three years to get that money just right. to give it up. I mean, if you're going to fail, at least get twenty million guaranteed in your contract before you uh, go out and be a real knucklehead. I mean, you can't even get that far. I mean, you see these athletes that get paid and then and then they just kind of throw in the towel because they, hey, I got paid, I got forty million guaranteed. It doesn't matter what I do here, go forward. I'm just going to half ass it. I mean, he can't even get to that point. So that's just stupidity. I mean, but at the same time, now here's why. You you, you a, a good shortcut here would like, say, hey, just cut him. You know, he'll never be he'll never be good. You can't cut him, right?
1: No, you got to. You guys like you're going down with the ship. You know what I yeah. mean? I, I like would Justin trade Blackman. him. For, right.
0: I mean, you you said on Justin Blackman for two years. He's finally going to come back. What do you have? You don't know. But you waited this long to find out. Right. You know what I
1: mean? Yeah, I don't feel like you can cut him unless you're up against like roster.
0: And what could you trade him for? A seasoned vet, maybe like a Roddy White. I
1: don't know. Could you even? I don't even know.
0: Who would you rather have?
1: I'd rather have Roddy White. Me too. I'd rather have anyone. I mean, I think if I was in a, ro- a league with like minimal roster space, I, I wouldn't think twice. I would just get rid of him. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, minimal he's never. Space.
0: Yes, he's got to go.
1: He, he's never gonna hold. I mean, at least to me, I don't know. I'd, he's not gonna get his life back on track. I can't see it, and. If it's a larger league where you can, like, just sit on them, I, you're going to have to sit on them, but I would trade them for just about anything. Really? Yeah.
0: Would you take a third-round pick for them?
1: Oh, 100%. Oh, wow. Man, I see, would. I'd rather
0: just sit on I, I mean, if I have a deep league, I'd rather just sit on them. All right. Because I had a question come through on Twitter. that said, hey, you know, I have, it wasn't about Josh Gordon. It was about, hey, I can only keep, I think, it would, I think I can only keep, like, 14 or 15 guys, something along those lines. And he was, like, curious about who he'd want to cut. And he didn't even mention Josh Gordon. I was like, dude, you should just cut Josh Gordon on that list. Because otherwise, you're waiting. You, that's just a waste of roster spot, spot right there. But, yeah. Yeah, it, it just sucks. I mean, you, you got a guy like that in your roster who you, you have to keep. And he just sits there. He clogs up a roster spot all year, unless you have some crazy rule where if somebody's suspended, you could put him on a suspended list or something. But all the talent in the world, all you can do now is, like Mike said, just kind of go down with the ship. Stacks him in the back of the roster Hopefully he comes back Probably on a new team in 2016 And somehow puts it together But odds are I mean he's literally failed A drug test His entire life Life, Every year he was at college And every year at the NFL So for literally just about 6 straight years What is he 22?
1: 23 I think
0: So for 5 straight years He's failed a drug test five straight years
1: and odds are he'll continue
0: yeah and again i i or
1: you're just playing the odds you know what i mean i if, if you could get a savvy vet i would take a savvy vet
0: and uh i know some people that know josh gordon and i know that he does not put himself in the best situations with things like that and i know he's constantly around it and i don't see it ever getting better for him and I, I guess now when I said, "Oh, would I take a third round pick?" Now I even think about it like that. Yeah, if there's somebody there I'd kind of even remotely want and gamble on a third round pick. You might as well cash out your chips and just get what you get. If it if it turns out to be good later on in life, hey, I mean, so be it. Yeah, you're you're still talking like a year or so down the road,
1: right? And you, yeah,
0: yeah, too much changes in dynasty in that that long time. And then you, again, you free up a at least you free up a roster. It's almost worth a roster spot to take a gamble on a running back that comes out of nowhere that you can stash on the bottom of your roster, right? So, all right. Well, that's episode uh, 56 in the books. Nice. So we'll be back next week. We're going to do our buy low candidates for the month of, well, the end of January going into February here. so. Next week is ADP, good value, buy low. In the meantime, folks, if you want any questions or you want to talk Dynasty, feel free to hit me up on Twitter. I'm at Dynasty Rich.
1: At Dynasty Nerd Mike.
0: And always get on DynastyNerds.com and use the form the interact as well there. Have a good Super Bowl, everybody. We'll talk to you next week to begin the official offseason. Have a good one.
1: Bye. Ready,
0: set, putt Thanks for listening to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast.
1: Make sure to check us out at DynastyNerds.com for up-to-date Dynasty insights. And follow us on Twitter at DynastyNerds.